Hello, beautiful people. <coughs> it's the 31st of May right now, and I promised myself... <laughs> I promised myself I'd release the book on the 1st of June, but I knew that that was a... I knew that that was a bullshit deadline because my birthday is on the 12th of June and the book has to be released before my birthday. And <laughs> sure, like I, I wrote I wrote so much the past four and five months, but I looked at everything that I wrote like during this month and I organized a lot of it and I took a few of a few pieces that I think are nice and I want to put in the book, but I'm rewriting the, most of it. I'm rewriting the majority of it within within the past two weeks <laughs> or like week and a half, which I find really funny because um, my my exams are in two weeks and I have to submit my bachelor thesis in six weeks. So if I <laughs> and I haven't really started on the thesis, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's just uh, that's the overwhelmingness of it, you know. And, and fuck it, I. I th I just think it's so important to get this this book out of my system. I think I can't I can't do anything else before this this is done. And I've been waking up and and just sitting and, and writing and doing until I pass out. You know the past few days and and it's it's nice in a way. It's draining in another way because a part of you in your head is always trying to formulate a better way to say certain things and how to link this thought to that thought and that thought to this thought. You know, a lot a lot of what the book is about is how things are linked, how the relationships are between everything around it. Because the world is organized intelligently. How you are organized within your own body from top to bottom is intelligent. How your brain connect, connects to your small t toe is, is smart, you know. It's uh, it's all really intricate. And, and it's funny that you were one thing, and that one thing differentiated into... A, a lot of very different things, which is your body now, but still your body doesn't act as if it's a lot of d different things. It, it acts as if it's still one thing that works in total harmony. And, and that's that's what I'm trying to get to in the book, and not just by explaining it from your physical point of view. I'm trying to explain it in how we evolved in respect or in relation to, to the environment that we're growing in and how our brain... <laughs> evolves in relation to our bodies and how our body really evolves in relation to the environment you know all of all of these relationships i'm trying to make very clear and i'm trying to create a flow in the book that i'm happy with and up till now I, i'm not i'm not like right now i'm happy with what i wrote but beforehand i wasn't too happy with how, how it was uh, so i decided to rewrite some things and uh you know, I I just think it's funny because the intention was never the intention was never to write a good book, right? The intention was to write a book, and I I think that's that's that should be the intention everyone goes through with everything that they do. You know, you shouldn't expect to create the best thing ever, just like out of nowhere all at once. And my intention with the book was to have a good-looking book so that people can can you know find me maybe a bit nicer on the job market uh, <laughs> people would take me more seriously when i talk about uh, anything psychological or anything about intelligence and yeah obviously no, no one's going to take me seriously if the book is shit you know <laughs> definitely but just just me sitting there and writing it it's just like i can't let this book out if i don't like it and I, th I think it's it's so important, but at the same time, it's it's very draining when you have so many things you have to do, but you're like, fuck it, you know, I, I want to I wanna do this. And 
I just took a nap right now. I took a nap to, uh, I don't know, maybe digest uh, some thoughts and and think about how how I want to continue with the book and, and things like that. But uh, I, th- I thought that was funny while I was asleep because now when I sleep, all I'm thinking about are certain different ways I can verbalize certain things about about life, you know, and how this thought links to that thought. And, and it's just funny, man. It's just <laughs> when you focus so much on one thing and your brain starts just solving that in the background and and it's a part of that takes a lot of energy definitely and i got sick four days ago and i've had this hell of a cold i think it was a flu and yeah like when it hit me i thought it was funny you know i was like what a time (laughs) what a time to get sick what just fantastic but like I'm, i'm i'm glad i got sick now you know i think i think it's the right time to 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 just stay indoors and do one thing while you moderately you don't feel too bad I don't know why I threw the word moderately in like that but uh, moderately and yeah <coughs> I'm really happy I got to record the episode with Voyan last week it was just fun you know he's a he's a fun professor really. Uh, He's like a cool nerd, you know. He just wants to have fun, and he likes what he's doing, and he's he just doesn't want to be bored. And he's always looking for the next joke to say or the next smart, intelligent insult. Yeah, I liked how the last episode ended uh, with like we said, you know, goodbye. We shook hands, we fist bumped, and then uh, while like I was removing the mics, he he asks me if if there are more people, if if there are more people I've had talks with on the show more than there are listeners on the show to begin with and uh, i've had talks with six people and and more more than six people <laughs> listen to, to my podcast i can tell you that at least but I, I i thought i think it's funny how he always throws these little tidbits of insults here and there i think it's it's, it's just so brilliant of a person it's nice and um yeah i guess i guess a part of me was worried that uh because I'm writing my thesis with him, I I don't want to, uh, a part of me is afraid of being too informal with him because at some point he will tell me, look at this, what you wrote is trash, fix it. And it's okay to be both of that, I guess, at the same time, like uh, be able to enjoy each other's company, but also be serious when you need to be serious. I don't know why I, I felt bad in that case. I'll do what I have to do and I'll write a good bachelor thesis, the best bachelor thesis I can write hopefully but other than that the past um, the past week actually I the past two weeks before I released the Voyan talk I recorded two uh, midnight reflection uh, episodes and I didn't upload either of them I, I didn't know if I should or it didn't feel too right I didn't say anything like that it was too too absurd uh, more than usual but uh <laughs> I, d- I don't know. It was just nice for me to go and, and talk and, and let these things out and and put things in place. But um, it just didn't feel like it had a place on on the podcast. Uh, sure, I said like I'd, I'd record an episode and talk about how I would have done a few things differently or, or done this or that. But uh, when I actually talked about it, it t- took like 20 minutes to talk about two small examples. And I was like, really? <laughs> Because, because in my head, you know, I can reflect and be like, okay, in this exact moment, I could have, I could have done this, or made my intention here clearer, or done that, or 
did uh, gave a bit more resistance when I when they tried to kick me out, for example, out of the MUN because they threatened to get the police. Actually, they're like, yeah, it's either we kick you out or we we involve the police. And legally, you know, in a moment like that, uh, I didn't think about it. I didn't pay too much attention to the police thing because in reality, if you don't want me here, I'll leave. I don't want to be in a place where I'm not wanted. But uh, someone threatening you with that when there's no legal basis for them to threaten you with that, like a part of me feels like I want to challenge that. You know, I want you to call the police. Let's see what they'll do. Let's, if you really think it's this easy to discard me like that, get them and let's see what they'll do about it because you have absolutely no standing to sue me or take me to prison or anything i just i did nothing wrong and of course you know you, i i thought about all these things i thought about how the entire situation could have been avoided and things that i did that did provoke certain feelings in certain people and and i i see my part in it and i take responsibility for that and um i'm glad everything happened the way it did honestly i i when life surprises you like that, you you get something out of it usually. There's good and the bad, and bad and the good. And the MUN wasn't all bad. You know, I met, uh, after the opening ceremony, there were two two people from the United Nations that gave a speech about their department. And they're trying to educate the youth about justice, and they call it Education for Justice, with a, with a number four in the middle. e for j <laughs> And I, I spoke to them afterwards. Uh, I went up to them and um, I invited one of them to the podcast because he had like a, a good speaker, a good presence as a speaker. And he seemed just really chill. Uh, his name's Corey, actually. And uh, he sent me an email like a week or two ago telling me about the competition that they're throwing. Uh, a competition that uh, you you, su- you submit a piece of artwork or a speech or a... Uh, a written speech or a recorded speech or anything like that and they'll put you in the competition and uh, and if you win you get to go to Vienna paid by the United Nations and you get to meet the other winners of the competition there's just going to be five winners and then we discuss actually like how we think we can decrease corruption decrease crime and educate the youth for justice and I think that's a wonderful opportunity my deadline was today and I, I submitted it this morning I, because uh, like with the cold, you know, my voice was a bit funny, but I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm just too tired and I just want to get this done. Uh, <laughs> so I, I recorded the speech, you know, talking about how I'm, I'm Palestinian and I've I've seen both sides of the conflict and, and not just between Israeli and Palestinian, but between people, between the safe and the unsafe, the privileged and the unprivileged. And I went on about how we need to find our voice and we find our voice by listening and we listen to each other with an open heart and then love love will replace might and love will only unite it was nice you know i liked it <laughs> i liked it at least i don't know if they'll like it of course like i i went like poetic and shit with my with my speech but i'm not gonna do that now but uh We'll see. It would be would be just nice to to go to Vienna. Uh, it's supposed to like if we win, we if I win, but we win because we're we're together in this, right? If we win, uh, we go in October. And I think that would just be that would just be interesting. And I think what's funny about this, you know, regardless of whether or not I win, because when I when I went up to talk to them, there was this girl that came up and interrupted us interrupted me while I was talking to them and then started just talking to them as if I wasn't there and then she started asking them about hi uh 
I speak like five languages and um, I was born here and I lived there and I did this and this is my degree and this is my GPA and blah, blah, blah. How do you think I can get more involved in the United Nations? Look, look, she, she seems like a, like a smart girl, you know, high IQ, put together and all of that. But, you know, like, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's a proper way to actually get them interested in you as a person, you know. And they told her exactly what they tell anyone with, who comes and tells them that. Yeah, just keep on applying. You seem like a good candidate and ho- hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll get some luck. You'll get some good luck. But otherwise, uh, we can't really, like, help you with that. You just need to apply yourself. And she's like, oh, thank you. And she, without even looking at me or even, like, <laughs> acknowledging my existence, she walks away. And, I, like, I, th- I think someone like that, that's on the surface really, really perfect, deep down inside not really too perfect, um, is just following this type of dream for their, their own ego, right? They're trying to to be in the United Nations. I don't feel like she's there. she would be there to really help people. Who knows? Maybe she is. I, I really don't know. But I just think as a person, she needs to figure out a lot for herself before she she grows into like someone of, 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 let's say, someone with a voice, finding her voice. Because she wasn't listening. She was just talking. And um, But then she left and I was talking to them and we talked for like... 40 minutes or so they had to kick us out of the auditorium and like I, I started they started telling me about their job and what they're teaching and what they're doing and I was I was listening because I was interested and then I started telling them about my podcast and I invited him to the podcast Corey and we talked and joked and joked again they gave me their card and everything and then and then I went and um and now I submitted this, you know, and, and I think I, <laughs> I think like if I if I actually do go to Vienna, uh, like the people that are there, they're going to see me, they're going to see my involvement, they're going to see me interact, they're going to blah, blah, blah. And if I wanted to apply for a job for the United Nations, for example, which is not something I, I want right now, um, then my chances of getting that would be a lot higher than that girl who just went up and just told them like, oh, this is me. What can I do? Uh, I thought that was funny, but that was something good that came out of them, you know, and I don't know if I'll win or not. Um, I just don't know the future. You know, I did my best. I, I submitted something which is better than nothing. And frankly, I don't think a lot of people know about this competition. Uh, but we'll see. Like, I'll, I'll let you know what happens uh, within the next five months. And other than that, um, yeah. The book cover is, is done. It's, it's nice. I like it. I really like it. Uh, I think it's nice. I think I'll do like an episode just about the book cover, and like add a link in the description where you guys can go and actually see like the transitions from from like every design to the next when I was working with my designer, and like the idea that I was trying to convey and if it worked or not. And then like I'd love to hear from you guys what you think at any point, you know. Um, I think this is what's nice about the podcast. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and she told me about how uh, she's she she likes the idea of thinking that she's everything, but she also doesn't want to let go of the idea that that her as a unique entity has a significance. And what she means by that is that you know she has a soul, and she she doesn't want that soul to fade away. She doesn't want to lose her identity after she dies. She wants to hold on to that identity. Now, for me, I don't I don't care about losing or keeping my identity but that's sort of unfair because i have a podcast where my voice can exist for a very long time in a 
in a place where people can go back to and listen to all they want, how often, as often as they want, and keep listening. So in a way, my my voice will still exist after I die. And when the book's done, then the book exists after I die. So so the way I see the world, the way I I approach things, the way I do things, my, my energy in, in a way is is conserved in a, in a way that other people's energy some, somehow isn't. And I, I think there's a lot of comfort in that for me that I haven't acknowledged. And and in a way, a part of me will always stay alive in, in these episodes. You know, if I die tomorrow, I'll still have like uh, 30-something episodes people can look back to and be like, okay, this, this guy was... This guy was on a path, and he always he was always true to himself, and was always true on this path, and he tried his best. But this is life, and I'm okay with that. You know, life is life. I'll I'll just be I'll I'll be I I wouldn't be able to feel anything once I'm dead, you know, because I'd be dead. But uh, I think I think it would just not be cool for for the people around me, like my mom and my dad. But. Uh, we just don't know the future, right? We'll have to see. Another thing I wanted to bring up, other than all of these things, um, was the f- the shroom trip I talked about, because <laughs> that was that was an interesting one. Man. That was like uh, that was something that planted something in me that I'm still trying to figure out. <coughs> and uh, in a in a very real way, the. Yeah, actually, yeah. The episode I recorded before that, uh, before going to the MUN, I think, before even anything happened, I recorded an episode called Freefall. Uh, I think I'm gonna rename it uh, <laughs> to Breathe or something because I talk about breathing the entire time. But then I talk about you know skydiving and how I really don't mind skydiving with like the first time I skydive, I'm not skydiving with someone holding on to me or me holding on to someone I'm, I'm jumping out of that plane on my own I this I promise you this I promise you and this is why I called it freefall because you know, how willing are you to let go of, of, of the safety that to entrust yourself to just do it and um, yeah I, I I talked about breathing in that episode like that because I it's a it's a feeling that I realized when I when I was on that shroom trip, right? I didn't mention this in the shroom trip episode actually, but um, what really happened at some point is after I I went through, after like I I went somehow very deep into into the trip and into my mind and I don't know what was going on. I was seeing a lot of things, but I kept on feeling like I was going deeper into a place that was really dark, and it was somehow like hell. And I reached that place and I, I wasn't scared. I just looked at it and I faced it. And it wasn't. It didn't look disgusting or scary. It was just things moving into into each other, but they just gave me this feeling and sensation. And uh, then I then I was moving up again. I wasn't moving down anymore and and deep. I was moving up again, and it feels like I I I went to the lowest level that I could go at that moment, and then I was building myself up again from that level. And the only things that stayed with me at those at that small level was my breath. The only thing that stayed with me with me was my breath, and my the my sensation of my mouth. Uh, if I'm thirsty or how my tongue feels against my teeth and all of that, I went to those very basic instincts, and I think that that that's why that's what inspired this episode at least because it gave me a sense of my breath that I I, I wasn't aware of beforehand. It was like it was like. 
as long as I can breathe, I will continue. And no matter what this drug does to me as, or whatever it happens in life, as long as I can breathe, I will continue. The moment I stop breathing is the moment everything stops. And and I felt like a fish, actually. Like I felt like I was a fish swimming in, in a lot of darkness. And in that, in that darkness, you don't know a lot of what's going on. But what you do know is that you can still breathe. Is that you're still breathing right now. And... Even if even if a shark comes and tries to bite you or scratches you or you're bleeding and you're still swimming away, as long as you breathe, you're breathing, you can still go. And then then you have that sensation of your tongue in your mouth too and how you're eating, because that's also important for you to keep sustaining yourself. And I, I went down to that very level, and I I felt it like it was it was so real, and and i focused on my breath so much and it felt so clear and clean coming into me coming into me coming into me and i loved it it was awesome and it gave me a higher degree of awareness i guess towards my my own breath and how it isn't just me breathing it's like literally everything that that impacts my my energy in any way like if i eat candy if i eat chocolate if i if i don't exercise if i do something I I'm not I'm I don't feel it's right to do. For example, all of that. These things limit the way that I can breathe, and I I want to breathe the best way that I I can breathe, and that's what uh, that's what that was for me. I didn't mention that in an episode. It just didn't uh, come to my mind that I went down to that and then built myself up again, and then then later on I was able to 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 be able to view things in a more holistic way and I, I was able to zoom in and out of pieces of information about my life and see what's relevant and what isn't and connect those together and then um, see what, what matters and what doesn't and, and then like there was a lot of clarity from that definitely uh, but the problem was is that like after the trip directly like I went inside and I saw my friends and like I was when you feel like you're in such a zen state right because it, it gives you the sense of false enlightenment um uh, shrooms or any drug and then you try to act out that false enlightenment that's that attempt at trying to act in a certain way that that ruins your flow in a very big way just the attempt at acting in a certain way is resistance to the act itself and that's what that was that's what was happening to me and I, th I think that's that's funny because I felt really awkward around my friends and I'm usually like never awkward around them because they know me and I love them and, and they they love me. Uh, but then I tried to actually explain to them what I went through and that was so wrong for me to try to explain because you just can't put that shit into words, man. <laughs> you just can't, you know. I'm never, I'm never going to try to do that again. I'm never going to try to explain my trip to someone like halfway through the trip or like even, even a week within the trip because, man... You need to digest that stuff, you know. And it took me a while to get into the headspace of, of getting into the trip, right? I was, I stopped smoking, like any any weed, any anything really. Uh, I stopped drinking. I stopped. I stopped doing anything bad for me for like two weeks, and I was meditating so much every day and like getting into the mindset of 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 going there and and doing this trip and trying to see like what this would show me. And like God, I got so prepared. I wasn't, I wasn't doing it to have fun or take advantage of the drug or or anything like that. I was doing it to to really observe what it will show me without judgment, without fear, without anything. Just show me what you want to show me. I don't care what it is. I'm not looking for an answer. I'll, I just want to see things. 
I want to observe, and I, I love that. You know, just I just want to see what what things are, and I'll always try to explore and continue what this thing is. Right? It's fun sometimes. It's frustrating some other times. But hey, it's it's who I am in a very big sense, and I want to explore that in a lot of other ways. And we'll see how I can expand on that. You know, and that's the entire point. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't just go into it like yeah, fuck it, dude, like got some shrooms here man you want to try them out bro let's take some heroic doses bro uh, it wasn't it wasn't like that at all i it was very it was you know you want to call it religious i, I wouldn't call it religious i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't call it spiritual but i'd say <laughs> it's, it was very educational yeah it was, it was educational if i wanted to put a word to that interesting it was it was interesting uh but yeah i think like to go into it with the right mindset and and to try to to see it for what it is uh, i'm not sure a lot of people would be ready to go through it or would be ready to face the transformation it, it does with you because right now like after it after that i really i really be- began understanding how me being me has nothing to do with me <laughs> right there's just so many things interacting with so many other things and uh, energy will always move in, in a way and you can't create or destroy it, right? All you do is let it through you in a different way. You convert it. That's all you do. And how am I going to convert it? the energy that comes through me? Am I going to let it be good or be bad? Or am I going to create something that can last or something that, that dies out? I want to transform more energy in this world into... Um, into the energy that I think needs to be there, I guess, you know, but like my perspective, the energy that I think needs to be there is my energy. And I, I don't want to, it's not even my energy, you know, it's just energy <laughs> that's moving. And I don't know anymore, man. It's just, it's, I can't attribute anything to myself. I can, like when, when I tell someone, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a book, they're like, oh, I never met anyone working on a book that must like, and, and they make it seem like it's so special. But in my eyes, it doesn't seem like it's special. It seems like I'm just this dude that that likes this thing and thinks it's important to do it. If you had something you think is important, you'd probably do it too. If you're not doing it, then you either don't think it's important enough or you're just, you haven't figured yourself out yet. And you just have to figure yourself out first before you actually put your energy into something you believe in. And a part of figuring out who you are is already putting your energy into things that you believe in. And slowly that thing, whatever you are will start shaping itself because like even even right now like with the podcast i can I, I thought for an entire year how i wanted this podcast to go but like as you start recording and doing it start taking it starts taking a shape on its own and it, start, it starts building itself into something that it, that it is outside of you somehow but it also is you it's the same thing with the online course i started recording and somehow everything started coming together like the the two weeks three weeks i sat there and planned the course had basically nothing to do with the course <laughs> you know okay they, they they helped definitely because they gave me a sense of structure to at least start but the second I started talking that structure changed immediately and kept on changing as I continued recording and and it's the same with the book I wrote for like six months I started writing in November and it's almost June now tomorrow is June and Right now, like I'm rewriting it in two weeks, um, because like right now, as I'm writing it, is uh, is is when it's being somewhat created, 
and it's this relationship and dynamic between me and everything that I'm creating and it's a process that has to happen and this dynamic doesn't just exist between you and what you create it exists with everything and everything around it and it's just a lot you know but it's life and life's intelligent and that's what what it is uh, hopefully it's it'll be a lot clearer with the, with the book you know i'm just i'm really happy that it's coming together and i'm, I'm really excited to get this out of me you know it has to come out of me man yeah yeah it does but like right now i'm just I'm trying to find the best way to ar- arrange certain ideas because at the end of the day that's what this book is it's an arrangement of letters and words to portray a certain idea but uh, yeah let's see how that goes right understanding intelligence a framework to being I'll have this book for the rest of my life and I think that's a funny thought (laughs) yeah